Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's going on, focus? I don't even know how to pronounce that now. Him, me, you, her. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast. Live from the sanctuary once again. I found my fucking ring. I feel pretty fucking good today. I ain't even gonna bullshit you, my nigga. I lost my ring. Was that two weeks ago? Like right before I start recording, I ain't even realized my ring was gone. That shit kind of like threw me off a little bit, but I got my motherfucking ring back, so I'm feeling good. Um, damn, I ain't even checked the fucking the levels. Luckily, I ain't peeking. But, um, you know, sorry about missing out on last week's episode. I really planned on having a a real good episode for y'all. The crazy shit is last week it was going to be a fucking freestyle. And, uh, Ringo, we for sure going to have to do that. But, um, like last week I was supposed to do the show. Had the show ready, had my concept. Had my talking points. I had everything that I wanted to talk about. But I thought that I was going to have a guest. Like right before I got ready to record. I had set the studio up and everything. And I just happened to see. um, I don't even know if I want to say the nigga name. Because we might fuck around and do something later. But anyway. I saw a a motherfucker go live. Somebody who I got immense respect for. As far as their opinion. And the work that they put in. So the nigga go live. And I hit him up like hey. I'm doing an episode about exactly what you talking about right now. So homie agreed to do the fucking show. And I'm like, shit, for sure. So I set everything up, you know, get everything ready, send him the stream yard link. My nigga flaked on me. My nigga was like, all right, we can do it tomorrow. Hit the nigga up the next day. Same type of shit. You know, motherfuckers be busy. So I ain't even feeling like, you know, talk down on the nigga for that shit. What's going on, little bro? What's going on, BG? What's going on, cool out corner? But, like, that's the reason I didn't do the episode, because I had shit set up a certain way. And then when the shit went left, I didn't really have time after that. It kind of was just like a fucking, I'm just going to wait. So over the course of the week, I end up shit writing everything. Because, you know, as of as of recent, the last two months, I've been fucking freestyling every show. This week, wrote this motherfucker just because I ain't had nothing better to do, my nigga. Like, I had time. And a lot of what the fuck I was going to talk about, it just was constantly on my mind. What's going on, my nigga Blackjack94, Birmingham, Alabama, and this motherfucker. But yeah, though. So anyway, today's episode is going to be called Money Ain't Power. You know, I'm sure y'all motherfuckers saw, uh, you know, the whole Deion Sanders situation. What's going on, my nigga Luke Fly talking? But yeah, you know, y'all saw what the fuck Deion did, you know. So... Jackson State, a cool-ass little dream. You know, oh, nigga, God sent me here. I'm supposed to be saving black college football. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take you niggas to the mountaintop. Nigga, we finna do all this shit. We finna do all that shit. Nigga, we finna, you know, like, and he ended up winning the championship with they ass. And shout out to that. You know, but at the same time, I just don't really like the way that the nigga carried that shit out. Like. I understand, you know, the couple of motherfuckers are saying like, hey, man, you know, that's five million dollars. You know, like my nigga King John from Frocast said, nigga, Dion a rich fucking man. He don't need that five million. You know, they said he donated half of his his checks from JSU to basically reinvest into the school, which is also cool. But at the same time, nigga, that was money he didn't need. He got sponsorships. Left and right. So his money coming from other fucking places. So it's not that he needed the motherfucking money anyway, my nigga. The nigga donated the shit and that was a noble thing. But that wasn't money that he need. You know, uh, what you say, Ringo? 
they hating on prime time. Like the thing is, nigga, this this ain't finna be no glowing review of what that nigga did neither. Nigga, just to give you a fucking spoiler alert. I ain't even gonna bullshit with you. What's going on, T Mo from uh It's All Love Podcast? What's going on, Mind Triggers? The thing about what Dion did, and you know, I'm not gonna bash Dion. I'm not saying, you know, that he's nothing less than a motherfucking legend. But this is just a criticism on the move. This ain't got nothing to do with him. This ain't calling him out his name or saying he a coon and no shit like that. This is literally the same shit that we do to each other's as brothers, as real niggas speaking on what real niggas do, because real niggas make missteps. Real niggas make mistakes. It's a lot of shit that us as men do that we might have great intentions. It's things that we as men do that we didn't mean no harm by doing that shit. It just was something that we felt that we had to do. You know, so like I said, I'm not hating on this nigga for getting his money. I'm not mad that he got paid or none of that shit. I'm I'm just genuinely speaking on how I feel about the move. Me personally, I feel like he traded his power for money. Like I really feel like what he did was instead of being... The man at the top of motherfucking black college football, he went to be the man at the bottom of regular ass, you know, D1 football. However the fuck you niggas call that shit, I'm not no college football fan. But that nigga's at the bottom of the motherfucking Pac-12. I know that shit. Colorado ain't no great fucking opportunity. I know that shit. I understand that it's money involved. You know, $5 million a year ain't nothing to sneeze at, my nigga. That ain't no money that a lot of niggas have turned down. But at the same time, I just felt like I wish he would have did what he said he was going to do in his initial spiel when he was trying to get that job at Jackson State, which is make black college football something to look forward to, something to look up to, something to aspire to be. Because at the end of the day, most of the great motherfucking athletes in college football are black students. If we can continuously get four and five star recruits in these black colleges, nigga, these motherfuckers are at one point be competing for the national title and shit. Like it wouldn't just be, you know, the best of the black colleges. These motherfuckers will be just as powerful as these big ass white schools. These motherfuckers will be getting the same type of money that these big ass white schools are getting. These niggas will be getting the same type of sponsorships that these big ass white schools is getting. But that's never going to happen if niggas keep on using the black college ranks as a fucking stepping stone. Because that's what I feel like Dion did. He used them niggas as a stepping stone. And the, the problem is what a lot of us are saying as far as us who are critical of Dion is. If you would have came into that situation saying, look, my nigga, this is a stepping stone. I'm just trying to get my feet wet. I don't want to be nobody assistant coach. I want to come in as a head coach, show what I could do as a head coach, and then move up. Nobody would have been mad at him at all. Nobody would have been talking shit. Nobody would have said nothing. Everybody who's critical of Dion is critical because of the dream that he sold on his way in, which is, I'm going to turn black college football into the hottest ticket in town, which for the time that he was there, he did. But he going to take all that fanfare with him when he leave. And that's what the issue is. Nigga, you came in, you made that shit hot for a hot second. But nigga, you taking your talents to South Beach and you taking everything to South Beach with you. That's the problem with what everybody got. You know, and like I said, like, Colorado, I'm not saying I'm mad at the nigga for taking that money. But I also feel as if if he'd have stayed a little bit longer, he probably could have got a better opportunity at a better school in a stronger program. And um, Lamp was saying, you know, like he wanted to start at the bottom so he could build something up, which is cool. You know, I'm not I'm not mad at the sentiment of wanting to start off at a college where they ain't got shit and you show them what you can do by building them up. Because from what I heard, he already landed a four-star wide receiver up out of Florida, which is cool. Again, yeah, that shit cool. But still, I just feel like he could have did so much more for black college football had he stayed. I feel like he would have set a precedent for other NFL legends and motherfuckers who want to start off in coaching 
to go into black college football instead of going to, you know, whatever the fuck they call all them other white colleges. Like, I would have loved to see Dion stay and see other football players or, like I said, other, you know, bud and great coaches go to, you know, compete against Dion. You know, see what they got up against him. You know, and now it's just kind of like a, eh, you know, you went from the top motherfucking black college football to just another fucking coach, my nigga. And I get it. It's not a lot, you know, it's not a lot of black coaches in the NCAA or whatever the fuck, you know, however these motherfuckers put that shit with them white colleges. But at the same time, I just would have loved to see him make black college football a lot stronger than it is. You know, I would have loved to see him really actually build that shit up. Because I think the nigga was only there, what, like two, three years or some shit? Like, I'd have loved to see that nigga do, like, ten years. And like I said, I ain't trying to put a glass ceiling on that nigga or nothing like that. But at the same time, I just would have loved to see that nigga, like, really sit there and build the power of what they had going on. Because as strong as he got JSU... You know, it would have been a rising tide lifts all boats type of situation. The stronger JSU got, I feel like the stronger other colleges would have got. That would have made recruiting better for all the other colleges, as far as I'm concerned. Like, actual power. You know, because that's what I really want to talk about. I don't want to go too deep into the Dion situation in particular, because this episode is about a lot more than that. I'm really just using the Deion Sanders situation to illustrate a lot of what my point is. You know, because a lot of motherfuckers feel a lot of different ways about this shit. What you say, Ringo? This will force other universities to look at HBCU players and coaches. Yeah, but after Deion left, everybody going to follow Deion. Everybody going to go see what Deion doing. Nigga, you made black college look cool while you was there. But I honestly feel like all that shit going to leave when Dion leave. All the sponsors going to leave. All the cameras going to leave. Because the star is gone. It's just like NBA teams, my nigga. Like Cleveland looked like the place to go when LeBron was there, my nigga. When, when LeBron left, all that shit left Cleveland. Like that's just how the shit go, my nigga. He, he took all his power with him. You know, I feel like if he'd have stayed longer and like really built that shit up, you know, like, like, nigga, really had a fucking dynasty. Nigga ran off three or four championships. That would have made everybody around black college football pay way more attention. That would have brought more, like I said, more sponsors, more TV networks, more money, which was going to bring more power. But that nigga jetted out. You know, now it's up to, you know, the future to see where black college football go. Personally. I hope all that shit is like, oh, damn, now people really want to go. I just don't see that. You know, I hope I'm wrong. But, like, that's kind of like a problem that I see as far as us in the black community. You know, I feel like a lot of times we sell our power for money. I feel like that's what happened when we um when we integrated with the civil rights movement. We went from owning the bus company when we were segregated to becoming bus company employees when we integrated. We ran from ha- from having our own banks, having our own laundromats, having our own everything, our own infrastructure and all of our own little sections to becoming a part of their system where we went from owning everything to being fucking employees of everybody. You know, we went from the owners to being fucking consumers. We lost a whole lot of our fucking power like that. You know, and nowadays, that's a lot of what I see in the black community. Motherfuckers got a lot of money, but not a lot of power. Because we don't really know what to do with the money to actually generate power. Motherfuckers set it up to where the money that we have, they find ways to make sure we can't turn it into power. And that's where we fucked up at. You know, um, recently I seen a story about Jay-Z trying to buy Bacardi's share of Duce. He want to own Duce outright. And y'all know that I did an episode, Billionaire Hove. I can't think of what number episode it was. It might have been like seven or eight. It, it, I think it was like in the in the first ten episodes. It was called Billionaire Hove where I was giving them props 
for becoming a billionaire because at the end of the day, that's a big fucking look for a black man. It's not a whole lot of black billionaires, especially out the hood. So I had to get Jay-Z props for that. But the thing is, like when it comes to Jay-Z, and this is a criticism that I've had privately of him, I don't feel like Jay-Z is the businessman that a lot of motherfuckers view him as. And like I said, this ain't no episode where I'm just hating on motherfuckers. This is literally me just illustrating a point. This is me saying something that I feel needs to be said. What's going on, my nigga Benji Banks? Y'all go check out OneHopeWine.com. You know, get that motherfucking Moscato. That's my favorite Moscato in the world. What's going on, uh, Honey Tinted? But anyway, like I said, as far as Jay-Z and me saying that he ain't the businessman that everybody say he is, I look at Jay-Z the way that I look at Michael Jordan. You know, Jay-Z makes smart moves. I'm not shitting on him for that. You know, Jay-Z aligns himself with brands that are great, and that's cool. Not shitting on that. But at the same time, a lot of these companies know that Jay-Z's name alone is going to generate dollar signs. So just as much as he's using these companies to make this money, they're using him to make just, just as much and a lot of times a lot more money because he's a good pitch man. Seeing that nigga's name attached to something, we're going to jump. We're going to run towards it. We're going to go buy that shit. So a lot of these companies understand that. And they use that to their fucking advantage. They say, okay, all we got to do is attach Jay-Z name to it. We're going to get that black dollar. Because us as black people, we trust the name of Jay-Z. We trust the brand of Jay-Z. We trust the look of Jay-Z attaching himself to something. So they know that. They understand that. You know, these motherfuckers went to college for this shit. They understand marketing. They understand the market. They understand the mind of the consumer, especially the black consumer. These motherfuckers, they watch black Twitter. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Kroger Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save more on natural and organic items. Just clip your digital coupons on our app and use them up to five times in one transaction with your card. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know, they study us, my nigga. And they know if if you put Jay-Z next to it, that shit gonna sell. Especially when it comes to a liquor like Dulce. Nigga, they know. Diddy, when he got Ciroc, nigga, we look at these brands and we look at the names attached to them. And we literally, we don't care where the money go. We just know, oh, Ciroc, that's Diddy's liquor. Not to say that Diddy owns that outright. Not to say that Diddy's making 100% of that money. But being that we associate Diddy with Ciroc, we go and buy that shit because we see a black name attached to it. Just like the movie Black Panther, same shit. Ooh, black people, we gonna support that shit because it look black. So even though the, the majority of the money go in the white hands, it just look like it's some black shit. So they know black people gonna buy it. This is what it is with Jay-Z. Part of the reason Jay-Z is so rich is because he's such an effective pitch man. These motherfuckers know if we put his name on the liquor, that shit going to be number one, my nigga. It's like, nigga, Hennessy used to be the top cone yet. But once Jay-Z got his name on Duce, Duce became like the, the cone yak to drink. Yeah, nigga still love motherfucking Hennessy. But nigga, Duce took a big part of that market share once you saw Jay-Z name attached. Just like Ace of Spades when it comes to the high-end champagne. Oh, nigga, that's, that's Jay-Z shit. We drinking Ace now. We ain't fucking with um, Crystal or whatever the fuck. We fucking with that shit Jay-Z got his name on. You know, they used his ass in the whole Brooklyn Nets deal. You know, they, they put Jay-Z name on it. They put Jay-Z at the forefront. 
even though he only had a fraction of a percentage of that motherfucking team. 99% of Brooklyn Nets was, oh, that's Jay-Z team. Oh, Jay-Z part owner of the team. You'd have thought Jay-Z owned 49% of that team. That nigga had a very small portion. But they put that nigga at the forefront because they know his name going to sell tickets. His name sells. You know, so that's the fucking thing. And now, when it comes to this Duce move, he tried to buy Bacardi out of Duce because Bacardi is, you know, like a, I guess like a close shareholder in Duce Cognac. But they refused to sell him they fucking share. And like I would tell motherfuckers as far as this whole thing is, my nigga. These motherfuckers love to see you as an employee, but they'll never allow you to become a fucking equal. You know, that's the fucking thing. Like when it comes to a, a business partnership with these motherfuckers. Them motherfuckers will let you get close. These motherfuckers will let you get money. These motherfuckers is quick to get your ass money. Like, they could give a fuck, nigga. Like, you can get a, a hundred million. Nigga, you can get a billion. But they ain't gonna give you no power. Money is not power, my nigga. You know, like I said, that's gonna be the name of this motherfucking episode. Money is not power. We have a whole lot of money. As the black community, we, nigga, what they say, nigga, the black dollar is what, like three billion or some shit? Like, like nigga, we spend big buku money. Companies love that black dollar. That's why they love Jay-Z. Because Jay-Z gonna bring that black dollar. Just like Kanye. Kanye brings that black dollar. Kanye is a, a very big glowing example of this motherfucking point that I'm trying to prove. This nigga Kanye was a motherfucking billionaire. And he got his nigga wake up call. You know like he, he got that nigga you still a nigga phone call my nigga. Like, all the money that Kanye acquired, they showed him that that shit didn't mean shit. A billion dollars ain't shit when motherfuckers could take it away from you. No matter how much money you get, it don't mean shit. If you can't say what the fuck is on your mind and a motherfucker come and just pull that shit right up at you, my nigga. You know, Kanye did all that he could just to get that motherfucking, that foot in the door. But it don't mean shit without a fucking seat at the table. That's a lot of what the motherfucking problem is, my nigga. A lot of these motherfuckers, they get a whole lot of money. But they don't get no motherfucking power. Ownership is the fucking power. Creating things and owning your creation is the power. Controlling what you own. Controlling what you create. That's where the fucking power is. But where we fuck up at is we take the money, you know, and uh, I can't think of the fucking episode number, but it was the freedom freestyle. And I was talking about the reason a lot of motherfuckers don't want freedom is because freedom takes work. It's a lot of work involved in having freedom, just like ownership. You know, like when you let's just say when you live in a fucking apartment. All you got to worry about is paying the rent. But when you own a home, nigga, you got to pay all the bills. Water bill, trash bill. If something break, you responsible to fix that shit. Anything go wrong, you got to take care of that shit, nigga. You better pay for the insurance on that motherfucker. Nigga, anything that happened, it's all on you. And I feel like a lot of the times with us, we don't want the responsibility that comes with actual power. We don't want the responsibility that it takes to actually own something, to actually control something. And that's what we be fucked up at. Like, I remember, I forgot who said that shit. I think I was listening to that shit on, like, a podcast. Shit, probably, like, 10, yeah, about 10 years ago. And they was talking about Drake. And it was saying that if Drake went independent, he changed the whole rap game overnight. Because being that Drake is the biggest motherfucker in rap, all he got to do is get rid of all them labels and it would literally shake the whole motherfucking industry. But if he was to go independent, he'd actually have work to do. And that's, again, that's what fucks a lot of motherfuckers up. Motherfuckers don't want that actual power. 
because ownership takes work. Power takes work. It takes work to get power. It takes work to maintain power. That's what a lot of motherfuckers don't want. A lot of motherfuckers don't want to go through what it actually takes to attain and maintain power. You know, that's where we fuck up at as black people. You know, motherfuckers at the top as well as us as a fucking collective. Because like I said, as far as this Kanye shit go, this nigga had a billion dollars. And you see how quick they took that shit. You know, because a lot of where Kanye fucked up at is Kanye thought that clout was power. Kanye thought that if I get the clout, I'm going to get the money. And when I get the money, I'm going to have some power. They said, nigga, get the fuck out our fucking face with that stupid ass bullshit. You know, because like I said in that fucking clip that I posted, my nigga. That nigga said they name and they showed that nigga how powerful he wasn't. That nigga did all that shit. He created all this shit, all these brands, all this great fucking music, all of these great creations. And what the fuck does he have to show for it? A fucking cancellation. This nigga created all that shit and they showed that nigga that ain't power. You think a billion dollars is power? Watch us take it from you. Because power ain't shit if it could be taken. Money ain't shit if it could be fucking taken. Nigga, the number one thing that's important when it comes to having money is being able to protect the money. The number one thing when it comes to power is the ability to fucking keep that power. Power ain't shit if a motherfucker could come and take it. It's like this. If I handed you $7 billion, my nigga. If I backed a motherfucking full Brinks truck full of $100 bills up to your house, dumped it in your front yard and said, here, you can have all this money. And then on the back end, once you got all that money stacked up behind you, I walk up and put an M16 in your head and say, give it back to me. What does it matter if I could come and take the shit right back? That's what happened to Kanye. This nigga had all them billions of dollars and they came back and took all that shit. Like, nigga, you don't have no motherfucking power. You just got a bunch of fucking money. You can buy all that bullshit. But if you can't protect that money, you ain't got no fucking power. You know, that's the fucking thing. My nigga, power is control, my nigga. If you can't control what you have, you have no power. If you can't maintain what you have, you have no fucking power. That's the fucking problem in the motherfucking black community, dog. Like, we we be having a whole lot of shit. But we fuck it up because we quick to give that shit away. Like I said, with motherfucking, um, with Dion, he had the power. That nigga could have really did something, actually built something with this motherfucking black college. But he took the money and he ran. Power gone. This is a lot of like what I seen with Jay-Z. I feel like if Jay-Z would have stayed with Dame, they would have had real motherfucking power. Because everything that they touched, they created. All of what they created, they controlled. So if Jay-Z's money, everything that Jay-Z did, everything that Jay-Z created, Jay-Z controlled, he'd have been a billionaire already. But that nigga went and aligned himself with them motherfuckers. So now Jay-Z has a lot of money. But again, when it comes to this whole Bacardi shit, they showed him he ain't got no power. You know, that's the fucking problem. They'll allow you to have power over the motherfuckers they want you to have power over. But you ain't going to have real power. They not going to allow that shit. Or let me let me say this. Not they're not going to allow it. They going to do the best that they can to stop you from getting it. I ain't going to say allow. But at the same time, when somebody has control over you, you can use words like that. I feel like that's a lot of the fucking inferiority complex that we have as black people. And, you know, like I just like how I had that little Freudian slip, my nigga, you know, I got it as well. You know, sometimes I'll be having to catch myself and really change the fucking words that come out of my motherfucking mouth because it's it literally sound like they big homie. They daddy, you know, they the motherfucking parent, they the fucking authority. They can allow us to do shit and they can't. But we we allow them to be in that position. 
to where we feel like, oh, man, the white man holding us down. Oh, the white man holding us back. The white man fucking us up. No. We fucking us up. We allowing these motherfuckers to do that shit. We letting them motherfuckers do that. Because whenever we get put in certain positions where we can actually get power, they wave dollars in front of our face and we get a power up. You know, just like the Negro Leagues in baseball. You know, imagine where we'd be if we had a Negro League in basketball and we stuck to our guns and we actually had black players only play in the black league. We're going to let y'all white motherfuckers play over there in the NBA, but we're going to have this shit over here. Just like in college football, if we got all the top recruits to go play in black college football, what the fuck you think the rest of the NCAA will look like? If black colleges was really getting them four and five star recruits consistently, nigga, fucking Nebraska and them, that should have looked like the fucking D-League. Florida, Alabama, Ohio State. All these teams look like D-League teams, my nigga. If we would honestly really go and just stake on our square and keep what black people do amongst black people. And I'm not saying 100%, but like if, if we can just get 65 to 70%, shit, nigga, if we got 35 to 40% of the top recruits in fucking sports to go to black colleges to play, nigga, black college would be up, my nigga. Black colleges will be fucking off the charts. But it's just some shit that we going to have to do. It's some shit that we actually going to have to put in practice. You know, just like us supporting black brands. You know, us going into fucking black restaurants and not having one bad fucking experience and saying, see, that's why I don't fuck with black people. That's why I don't fuck with black business. These prices is crazy. These niggas got bad service. Like... We find every motherfucking excuse to not support each other. We find every motherfucking excuse to fucking hate on each other. And we can't do that. Just like I said, nigga, this ain't me hating on Jay-Z. This ain't me hating on motherfucking Kanye or Deion Sanders. This is me illustrating the point. All the money in the motherfucking world ain't powerful if you can't protect it. All the money in the motherfucking world ain't powerful if you don't control your fucking creation. Because like I said. These motherfuckers will give you all the money your ass want. But they'll never give you more money than they got. The motherfuckers will give you enough power over your people. But they'll never give you power over them. These motherfuckers will make you the top employee at every motherfucking company. But they'll never let your ass run it. They'll never make your ass the CEO. All the motherfucking. Everything that Kanye did for Adidas. They ain't get that nigga no motherfucking seat at the table. That nigga couldn't be on the motherfucking board of directors. Nigga, go make some shoes or something, nigga. Here, here go another few million dollars. Nigga, go go have fun, my nigga. Go, go buy another Lamborghini or some shit. Go buy you another mansion or something. Nigga, go get you a little boat or something. You know, that's the fucking thing. These motherfuckers will give you money. These niggas will let you go. Oh, nigga, go buy you some, some fucking uh, some rims or, you know, whatever the fuck you niggas like doing. You know, go to fucking Sandro Pay or some shit, man. Go to Dubai. Go look fly. Go get you some jewelry or something. But we ain't going to give you no motherfucking power. And that's the fucking thing. A lot of what fucks us up is we don't like to control what we create. We allow them motherfuckers to do it. All this motherfucking hip-hop music that's making all this motherfucking money and we getting crumbs off that shit. Niggas getting pennies off these motherfucking albums they selling. While them motherfuckers is getting billions of dollars. That shit fucking unacceptable. What you say, Ringo? While Prime is trying to help the people, those people are pushing back against him. Well, the thing is, who's he helping in Colorado? That's the fucking main point. Nigga, he helping Colorado at this point. He ain't helping black college from Colorado. That's not helping the people. That's helping himself. That's helping Prime. Just like with Jay-Z, nigga. Jay-Z... Left Rockefeller to go with Live Nation. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, he left Armadale Vodka that them motherfuckers owned and controlled to go fuck with what's that Grey Goose and all that other shit that them motherfuckers had. You know, a lot of what Jay-Z had in control with Dame Dash, he went with bigger, stronger companies because them motherfuckers was offering him more money. He traded the power for the motherfucking money. That's the fucking problem. Like, nigga, I see that, you know, Dion did his little two-year, little little two-step, and he got the fuck on. So I don't really see where he's helping the people at like nigga we gonna have we might have to do a live after this episode so you can really explain to me how Dion is helping the people he helped the people he dropped by and he looked the fuck out I'm not gonna deny the fact that 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 little three years was helpful as a motherfucker but at the same time is it gonna have a long lasting effect that's the bigger fucking issue it's cool for me to come and drop a couple dollars on your motherfucking pocket. But I'm not giving you no power. I'm giving you money. That's what he did. He gave them niggas a temporary boost. But you know like I know. When he leave. All that boost gonna leave. You know. And that's the fucking thing. When it comes to actual fucking power. You know. Staying power is power. The ability to sustain and maintain. That would have been him actually bringing power. If he would have been there and other coaches would have came to play, other coaches would have came to build these other teams up, to actually build an infrastructure in black college football, then it would have been fucking powerful. You know, him building up that motherfucking community, that would have been powerful. Him staying for three or four years, all that shit did was put a bunch of cameras in front of them niggas. But I swear to God, my nigga, in five or six years, Nigga, we ain't even going to remember that Jackson State was the was the team that he coached for. That shit going to be a fucking Jeopardy question. That's the fucking problem. Nigga, if you don't sustain that shit, that shit don't mean nothing. That nigga came and he did what he did. And like I said, I'm not shitting on it. I just want to see the long-lasting effect, and I don't really see that that's going to be the fucking thing. That's the fucking problem. You know, in the black community, we really need to focus on actually getting power money is easy five million dollars a year it's a lot of motherfuckers getting five million dollars a year they ain't got no motherfucking power just like i said with jay-z and motherfucking kanye like these niggas are billionaires well i don't know if uh fucking kanye a billionaire no more but that's the fucking thing when it comes to actual power power would have helped him keep that money when you got power, you can say what the fuck you want to. Can't nobody take it from you when you actually have power. Money ain't shit if it could be taken. Because like I said with the example earlier, nigga, if I gave your ass $17 million in your motherfucking hand but put a gun in your head and said give it back, you got to give it back. That money ain't shit. That shit is not helpful. That shit ain't nothing. Motherfuckers will give you money all day. But them motherfuckers ain't give, they not going to give you infrastructure. They not going to give you ownership. They not going to give you fucking control because that's power. Just like in the fucking black community. Like they say, the black dollar is one of the strongest motherfucking economies in the world. The black dollar is one of the strongest fucking economic forces in the world. We spend more money than every motherfucking body. But that shit not motherfucking powerful because we don't spend it in the right places. We don't have infrastructure. You know, we don't control 
the motherfucking freeways in our community, the roads, the schools, the businesses, political things. We don't control. We don't control that, my nigga. Control is motherfucking power. If you don't control it, you ain't got no power. You can have all the motherfucking money in the world. But if you don't own the businesses in your motherfucking community, you don't have no fucking power. You know, just like when all these riots come and they be like, oh, they're burning down their own community. That shit don't belong to us. Nigga, fuck Target. Burn that motherfucker down. Nigga, we don't own Chipotle, nigga. Burn that motherfucker down. We don't own none of that shit. Burn that shit down. We have to start spending money with our own. Nigga, we need to start going to Uncle Joe's Burgers and shit. You know, Auntie May's Catfish motherfucking shack and shit like that. Like, we need to really start circulating that money between us. That's power. When you can keep the money in your own community, that's power. That's why a lot of groups have more power than us. Because they will spend what they own. A lot of where we fucked up at is we were taught that nepotism was racism. And everybody else was taught that nepotism was power. Every other group will only hire their own. Every other group will help their own. We're taught to be inclusive. We're taught to not see color. We're taught that, oh, you only hire black people? That's racist. You only date black women? That's racist. You saying black power? That's racist. You saying black lives matter? That's racist. So only black people work here. White people can't work here. That's racist. Only we taught that stupid ass bullshit. Nigga, you see Asian month. When you go to the nail salon, ain't no fucking black people working in that motherfucker. It ain't nothing but Asian people. You go to some of these motherfucking restaurants in our communities. You don't see no niggas working in there. They making all the black money, but they ain't got no fucking black employees. These motherfuckers hire their family, their cousins, brothers, uncles. You know, when your landscaper when your landscaper come, it's twenty two Mexicans, no niggas, no white people, just Mexicans. You know, all these other communities. You go on Seven Eleven, nigga, it's four motherfucking Arabian dudes. Every shift is two of them motherfuckers, all look alike, all family, all friends, all relatives, and all that type of shit. These motherfuckers keep their dollars within each other. That is power, and they understand that. But we're taught that we can't be just hiring only black people because that's racist. You can't be doing that. That's racist. That's our fucking problem, dog. Nigga, we don't do that shit. Nigga, we we be wanting to hire everybody. We want to be everybody motherfucking friend. Just think about it like this. Beyonce Sold all them records with that motherfucking country song. You think they gave her ass a country music? What bitch, you better take that shit back with the motherfucking black people, nigga. Country music is for white folks. Bitch, this our shit. Even though us as black people, we created country music. But them motherfuckers will protect their culture, my nigga. They don't just let us in to come and take their motherfucking shit over. Hell no, they protect their culture, my nigga. Anything that we do when we step on their toes... They show how motherfucking protective they are with their culture. We not. We let everybody. Come on, Eminem. You can be the top motherfucking rapper. Like, nigga, we get off cold when it come to motherfuckers like Eminem. We love to see a motherfucker like Eminem. We love to see a white boy come and do black shit. Nigga, we treat them niggas like they little toddlers. Let a white boy come and dance and he got some rhythm. Nigga, we gonna circle around him and worship his motherfucker. Oh, look at the white boy dancing. Oh, my God. Look at that rhythm. That white boy got sold. He invited to the motherfucking cookout. That's why we ain't got no motherfucking power. Because they understand, nigga, racism is a fucking team sport. Not with us. Nigga, we let these motherfuckers just, ooh, ooh, look, white boy. White boy doing black shit. Come on, white boy. You're with us. Ooh, damn, an Asian dude, he can dribble. Oh, shit, come on, you with us. Like, nigga, we want everybody to be down with us. We don't understand power, my nigga. Nigga, we, we want everybody to join. We want everybody to be motherfucking inclusive. To our own motherfucking detriment, my nigga. That's the fucking problem. Like, it's a lot of shit that we'd have. It's a lot of shit that, that we'd be a lot further if we actually understood what power was, how to get it. How to maintain it. But a lot of motherfuckers is scared of it. Just like I said in the motherfucking freedom freestyle, nigga. 
A lot of motherfuckers don't want freedom. They want comfort in bondage. You don't want to actually be free. You just want to be comfortable in your jail cell. Because when you free, you don't have to get it how you live. Just like when you're a fucking entrepreneur, when you own a business, nigga, you're responsible for every motherfucking aspect of that business. You don't eat if you don't make no motherfucking money. That's the motherfucking problem. A lot of niggas is afraid of that thought. A lot of motherfuckers is afraid of the thought that nigga. Now you work on commission. Ain't no check coming. If you don't earn, you don't eat. A lot of motherfuckers don't want to deal with no shit like that. Like, damn. So you telling me I could do ABC and I won't get paid? No. You only get paid when you earn. Niggas is scared of that shit. That's when it comes to motherfucking power. When it comes to nation building. Niggas is afraid to have a motherfucking nation because now it's work involved. Niggas is afraid to have power because now you got to protect that power. So when motherfuckers come at you, you're going to have to defend that shit. You know, like what you say fucking, uh, Jern? They were showing us they stole it, hip-hop. That's what I'm saying. You know, when it comes to us as, you know, musicians, creators, when you own your creation, you have to work to, number one, sell that shit. Protect that shit You know nigga You gotta get trademarks You gotta do all the things That it takes In order for your shit to grow You gotta do all that work But a lot of niggas Would rather just go to a record label And let the record label Do all the work But when that happens The record label Takes all the money Yeah they gonna give you A little chunk of change Cause that's the thing When you get signed These niggas think that When you sign to a record deal They just throw you Millions of dollars And you just rich No nigga you stupid Cause they gonna do a lot of that work And they gonna take the, the lion's share of the money Them niggas gonna give you pennies off your CD So even though all the talent is you All the money go to them That's why a lot of these motherfucking artists is broke Because they don't own shit That's the reason when they career over They money over That's the reason a lot of these motherfucking labels Love to see you niggas die Because nigga you way more profitable dead Than you are alive Because at the end of the day, you don't own your music. We do. So when you dead, nigga, we can sell your shit a million more times and your family just got to watch us get rich. You know, that's the fucking problem. We don't want to own shit because we don't want to do the motherfucking work. We want the check. We want the money up front. We don't want that back end. We don't want to do the motherfucking work to actually be able to retain the motherfucking money off of what we create. If we would have stayed independent and stay off these motherfucking record labels when it comes to hip hop, nigga, we'd have 12 or 13 billionaires from hip hop. Russell Simmons would be a fucking billionaire. You know, fucking Diddy would be a billionaire. Suge Knight would be a fucking billionaire. Jay Prince would be a fucking billionaire. All these niggas would have been billionaires already because we'd have got the lion's share of the money. But we taking pennies off this shit, my nigga. Tupac would have been a fucking billionaire if we was actually independently making this money off this motherfucking music. But we want they distribution. We want they marketing. We want they motherfucking machine. And the thing is, of course, they going to do everything they can to stop us from doing it. But again, that's our fucking problem, nigga. We afraid to go and put that work in and go ahead and fight that fight to get that shit. Because these motherfuckers quick to show they real motherfucking power. Nigga, we don't be really willing to do what it takes to actually get power. That's the motherfucking issue, my nigga. Like, we don't have what fucking, I think it was Malcolm X that said this shit. We not outnumbered. We outorganized. Because organization is motherfucking power. Because people say that there's power in numbers, but it's not really power in numbers if the numbers ain't organized. Nigga, I can get you 10 million motherfucking soldiers. You know, just like I I, I use the motherfucking analogy of the movie 300. If you got 300 motherfuckers that's really willing to put in that work, nigga, they all on one accord. They all have the same mission. They all have the same goal. They all understand what the fuck they doing. 
And then you got 10,000 niggas just running around doing whatever the fuck they want to do. But you got 300 motherfuckers that's trained to go. 300 motherfucking killers. 300 motherfuckers that's that's with all the bullshit. Nigga, they going to get that 10,000 right the fuck up out the way, dog. You know, I say this shit all the time, my nigga. When you have a great motherfucking unit, the collective is stronger than the sum of its parts. Ten niggas could do the motherfucking work of 500 niggas when those ten niggas all have a common goal. But you can get 200 stupid motherfuckers and they ain't going to accomplish a goddamn thing. That's what our motherfucking problem is, nigga. We don't have organization. You know, just like with the motherfucking mafia. Everybody's scared of the mafia. Oh, my God, John Gotti, uh, you know, Sammy the Bull and all these motherfuckers. I know gangbangers that'll fuck all these motherfuckers up. Niggas from motherfucking, I know suburban niggas that'll beat the shit out of any of these mafia motherfuckers. But the thing is, the mafia is not powerful because of who they are. They're powerful because they're organized. They're powerful because they have a motherfucking mission and they all sticking to that shit. They got a code of conduct and they not breaking that motherfucking shit. That's why they're so strong. That's why everybody's afraid of them. Because they know that they have a network of motherfuckers that's on the same fucking page. So when you fuck with one, you fucking with all of them. The problem with niggas is we'll watch a nigga get his ass whooped by a white boy and just start filming and be like, oh, damn, white boy got hands. Look at white boy mixing his ass up. And we'll laugh while you get your ass whooped. These other groups ain't finna let that motherfucking shit happen, dog. And again, nigga, let me, if your ass is just coming in, this ain't me saying, oh, black people are stupid. We just ain't shit. No, fuck no. Nigga, we just got the wrong idea and some shit. That's the motherfucking problem, nigga. Black people, if we got the mental piece of all this shit, nigga, we could be motherfucking unstoppable. If we understood power, we'd be motherfucking unstoppable. Like, that's the fucking thing. Like, if we understood just the power of actually being organized, the power of actually sticking to the motherfucking script, completing the motherfucking mission, nigga, we would be motherfucking unstoppable. But we fuck up because we waver. We fuck up because we let we allow money to come between us. We allow our own personal gain to stop the motherfucking prop, you know, to stop us from the motherfucking mission. You know, like I said, with the whole Dion shit, my nigga, we see what, you know, oh, damn, nigga, I could sit here and, and, and help these niggas or I could get this five million shit. I'm going to take this five million. I got to get it how I live. Fuck y'all niggas. Like he said, nigga, you either get motherfucking terminated or you get elevated. Nigga, wasn't like your job was on the line, my nigga. That motherfucking that shit he said, that was some bullshit. I think that probably made me more mad than anything that happened as far as that Dion shit when he said that stupid ass shit. You either get fucking terminated or you get elevated. Nigga, you was not finna get fired. Nigga, you are Dion primetime motherfucking Sanders, my nigga. Nigga, you, you are culture in football, my nigga. You was everything that motherfucking team needed. My, like, nigga, you, you could have been the greatest motherfucking black college football coach of all times if you wanted to. Nigga, your ass wasn't finna get terminated, my nigga. What the, why the fuck would you say some shit like that? I understand that it rhyme and it sound cool, but that was fucking stupid, my nigga. Your ass wasn't finna get terminated, my nigga. And what the fuck makes that elevation other than those dollars coming from them white men? I ain't like that motherfucking shit. You know, but that's the fucking thing, dog. Like, what he say? He run the risk of getting terminated now. But that's what I'm saying. Now, at Colorado, now your ass can get terminated. Three or four bad seasons, your ass is back back to the chitlin circuit. And that's the fucking thing. He sold his power. That's where we fuck up at. Nigga, we see them dollar signs because that's the fucking thing. And again, they understand that shit. They know. Okay, if we see a nigga getting powerful, if we offer him enough money, he'll sell us that power. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jay. Yeah, that thing you and Dame got. Yeah, that's cool, man. We like that. But uh, look, 
We'll give your ass 60 million if you leave that nigga the fuck alone. Here goes 60 mil. Yeah, we know y'all got all that shit. Yeah, man, that shit cool, but take this money. And Jay-Z went and shit. <laughs> fuck you, dang, you asshole. Nigga, let me go get this motherfucking money. I don't like the way you be talking to me. Let me go get this motherfucking money. But at the same time, let Jay-Z step out of line. Nigga, they'll treat his ass like they treated Kanye. Let Jay-Z say some stupid shit. They'll do that nigga just like they doing Kyrie. That's the fucking thing. That nigga ain't got no power. He got a bunch of money, but he ain't got no power. Nigga, you can you can be the top employee at all the companies, but as long as you still an employee, you don't own shit. Nigga, I feel like that's why they killed Nipsey. Because they knew this nigga can't be bought. This nigga can't be fucking controlled. As much as this motherfucker like money, that nigga like power. That nigga like ownership. That nigga preaching power. That nigga preaching ownership. We don't like that shit. You know, because like I said, nigga, that nigga, that nigga Nip would have been a billionaire. But Nip would have been a billionaire owner. Nip would have been one of them billionaires that could say what the fuck he want to because wasn't nobody above his head. Nipsey had a motherfucking, what, 12, 13, 14 year motherfucking career before he put an album out on a major label because he understood motherfucking power. That nigga wanted to own all his shit. You know, I I said that shit in the leverage episode or the integrity. It was the integrity episode. I said that I'd rather be Nipsey than Drake. Because even though Drake has probably five or six times more money than Nipsey, Nipsey got 100% control of his destiny. Nipsey could get on his motherfucking album and say whatever the fuck he want to. Because don't nobody control him. Can't nobody drop him from a label that he owns. Can't nobody cancel a nigga who owns all his shit. Nigga, he, he gets all the residuals off of his shit. He get all the royalties off of his shit. He owns all his shit. So he can say what the fuck he want to about whoever the fuck he want to. And he ain't going to have to deal with them motherfuckers till he see them motherfuckers. That's actual power, my nigga. Not, oh, yeah, uh, we really like that song, but that little line where you said crackers, yeah, you going to have to drop that line because, uh, yeah, our, our white listeners ain't going to like that little cracker line that you use. So um, we're going to have to take that song off the album. Sorry, buddy. Oh, yeah, that little song where you said, uh, you know, I, I, I smoke a cracker faster than a nigga. Yeah, we, we can't have you saying things. We can't have you promoting violence against white people. Uh, Sorry, could you get back to the I'll smoke all these niggas shit? We, we like that a lot. You can keep talking about killing niggas all day, but we don't need any lines that promote violence against any other race. A nigga could kill two million niggas in every album. They ain't never going to say shit. You say something about killing one white person, nigga, them niggas will drop you from the motherfucking label. That's power. The ability to get you to stop doing something that you wanted to do, that's power. That's what we need, and that's what we got to stop fucking giving up. Niggas be having power, but them motherfuckers wave them dollars in front of your face and you sell the power. That's what we be fucked up at, my nigga. You know, politics as well. Them niggas come dance in our church, and we get them all our political power. Them motherfuckers come and threaten us with some fear tactics, and we give all our political power away. Nigga, we, we wanted Trump so we wanted Trump out the White House so bad we literally voted a, a motherfucking Alzheimer's patient into the White House. We invited a motherfucker who can't ride a bicycle into the White House because we were so scared of Trump. Oh my god, Trump, Trump's ruining the country. Trump don't like black people. Vote for this retarded motherfucker. Oh my God, we got to get Trump out. Vote for this racist motherfucker. That nigga called y'all niggas super predators and y'all voted for him. That nigga was the motherfucking 1992 crime bill when y'all voted for this motherfucker. Kamala Harris got on the breakfast club and said, straight the fuck up. We ain't doing shit for you niggas. And y'all went and voted for they motherfucking ass. Ice Cube went and said, nigga, I'll meet with both political parties because I have a proposal for black people. 
The Republicans said, cool. Let's hear what you got to say. The motherfucking Democrats said, Q, eat a dick. Y'all still voted for these niggas. Because y'all scared of Trump. Gas $200 a motherfucking gallon because y'all scared of Trump. What do you say, UA fan now? Gas $8 a gallon. That's what I'm saying, dog. Like, niggas will literally vote against their own political interests out of fear. You know, nigga, if a motherfucker got you shook, nigga, they, they got you controlled. What's that? Jay Christian said that shit. I don't know where Jay Christian got it from, but Jay Christian just said that shit the other day, my nigga. Like, he who you fear, you will serve. That's the fucking thing. These niggas hit us with the scare tactics, my nigga. We scary. You don't have no power when you scary, my nigga. Fear ain't power. Nigga, again, if you can't defend yourself, you ain't got no motherfucking power. If I could scare you into or out of anything, I have power over you. Because like I said, nigga, power is the ability to move things. Power is the the ability to get you to do what I want you to do. That is actual fucking power. That's where we fuck up at. We sell that. Them motherfuckers got all type of control over everything that we create. Because we give it to them willingly. Like, that's where we fuck up at in all types of shit, my nigga. We control culture, but we give it away. Nigga, we create all this dope-ass shit, but we allow them to profit off it because we afraid of power. We afraid of having to be the ones to sell it. We afraid of being the ones that have to be the ones to market it, the ones to control it. Nigga, we let them do all that shit. The motherfuckers like, yeah, man, just sign this. I'm going to give your ass a million dollars. But I own your name. I own your music. I own your masters. I own all the residuals. But here's this million up front. Let me take all that power. You don't need that. Let me take all that control. You don't need that shit. No, man, let, let me get all that from you. But here goes some money, though. You can have this money. But all that control, <laughs> nah, we, we going to keep that with us, my nigga. We going we gonna to tell you that we're doing all the work. So now you you done, you making music for these motherfuckers, for that little million that's going to run out. And then when something happened to you, you die, you fall off, you say something they don't like, you make an album that ain't that good. Now you working at the motherfucking gas station. And they selling your first album every 20 years as a collector's item and shit. That's where we be fucked up at, my nigga. We really allow them motherfuckers to take over everything we do, my nigga. And that's where we be fucked up. That's why we don't have no motherfucking power. Because we quick to allow these motherfuckers to take control of everything that we fucking create. Nigga, we could have been powerful, dog. You know, and just like ask people when it comes to power in general. Besides the shit that we create, power just in its sincerest form. Nigga, we don't need another Malcolm X. We don't need another Martin Luther King. We don't need another Huey P. Newton. We don't need another Bobby Seale. We don't need another motherfucking Stokely Carmichael, Kwame Tour, if that's the name that you know him by, or any of these motherfuckers. All we got to do is do what they said to do. All we got to do is stick to the mission that they gave us. And we be 200 years past where we at right now. But again, our motherfucking problem is we want to be led. We're like children. We want somebody to tell us what the fuck to do. Instead of just doing what we was told in 1960 fucking four. Nigga, we need a motherfucker to come and tell us the shit again. Like nigga, if I tell niggas all the time, if you a Democrat or a Republican, Keep Malcolm X's name out your motherfucking mouth. Because in the ballot of the bully, that nigga literally said no black man should be identifying with no fucking political party. But when fucking Umar said that shit on the Breakfast Club the other day, niggas act like that shit was like profound and mind blowing. Niggas been saying that shit since the 60s, my nigga. It's a million things that niggas said in the fucking 60s. That if a nigga say it right now, you gonna swear to God that nigga like a fucking prophet or some shit. 
it's a lot of shit that Nipsey said that literally came from Malcolm X. But when Nipsey said it, it was like, oh, my God, did you hear what Nipsey said? And y'all know, nigga, I love Nipsey to death, my nigga. I feel like Nipsey is a fucking prophet. But at the same time, it's a lot of shit that's being said. A lot of shit that we should have been doing from, nigga, literally, nigga, 50, 60 fucking years ago. That if we just do that shit, nigga, we be cold as a motherfucker. But we like kids. Whenever our parent walk away, we going to do what the fuck we going to do. So even though daddy said, hey, my nigga, look, I'm going to need y'all motherfuckers to circulate your money within each other. When y'all niggas create something, you need to retain ownership of that shit. You sell that shit yourself. You handle that shit yourself. You do that shit amongst each other. You always defend your motherfucking brother like you related to that nigga. Don't allow no outside entities to take control of none of your shit. Oh, well, that nigga dead. Fuck it. We're going to do what the fuck we was going to do anyway. Fuck that dude. Nigga, we, we'll, we'll have a little holiday, nigga. We're we going to barbecue on that nigga's birthday and take a day off work. But everything he said, shit, we ain't listening to that shit. That nigga ain't even here. That's our motherfucking problem, my nigga. Politically, nigga, we got a, a, a the mind of a child. That's where we fuck up at. It's not because we weak. It's not because we stupid. It's because we don't understand organization. It's because we don't understand actual power. It's because we fear power. Because with power comes responsibility. You know, and the thing is, my nigga, as much as I love to make this a two-hour episode because I wrote so much more, I'm going to go ahead and cut this motherfucker short. I'll probably do like a part two to this shit next week if I ain't got shit to talk about. But I'm going to drop the mic on that shit. This has been your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the sanctuary once again. If you would like to support me financially, it's too much. No, too much game podcast dot store. Get you some motherfucking merchandise or you can cash at me directly at Uncle Dolomite. Um, what else? Follow me on social media at Uncle Dolomite on Instagram and Twitter at too much game podcast on Instagram. Too much game pod on Twitter. Uh, Google the too much game podcast on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Please comment, my nigga. Please subscribe. Please share. YouTube be blocking the fuck out my shit, my nigga. So please drop them comments. You know, y'all niggas support the team to uh, Townhouse Media. Patreon.com slash Townhouse Media. Town E House Media. Uh, shout out to the uh, Sports For You podcast. 150 motherfucking episodes. Y'all niggas go follow the sports number four letter U podcast. Um, and shout out to my nigga Rodis, 100 episodes of, you know, Rodis Live, R-O-D-E-S Live Podcast, y'all check him out, um, and I think that's it, I ain't here to help you get bitches, I'm here to help you get better, too much game. Customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SWING to get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code SWING only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler, 21 and over, and physically present in Ohio. Valid one offer per first time depositors who have not already redeemed $200 in free bets via pre launch offer. Minimum $5 deposit and wager. $200 issued as bonus bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DKNG.co slash OH for terms.